It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they're just going out of a limousine or just going out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at the Maple Leaf on Oak Street. In fact, we're outside in the courtyard at the Maple Leaf for a very important reason because we've been kicked out of the inside of the Maple Leaf because today is the first day of the coronavirus shutdown where the whole city is beginning to shut down and the first casualty was today, what is it called? Wednesdays at the Square. The Young Youth, the youth Leadership Council's Wednesdays at the Square show is cancelled. And so instead they're relocating the show to here at the Maple Leaf. With Flow Tribe and Dave Jordan starts at 6 o'clock, so they're going to be sitting up on the stage where we would have been. So we're sitting out here on an auspicious day, on the first day of the coronavirus shutdown in New Orleans. And my very special guest sitting around the table here today, uh, Joe Garrity. Hi, Joe. I can tell what you do. You, you have a company called Crescent Canna. That's right. It's on your T-shirt. That is right. If everybody could just walk around with their name of their employer on the t-shirt it would be a lot easier it's a very we all know comfortable what people t-shirt That's it's really a nice t-shirt the office is filled with them it's are you giving them away could, did you bring one for everybody like yeah and the canner is short for cannabis uh sure is it or is it not no it is but you know we try to pretend we're a cbd company in this state it's not exactly legal yet why didn't you call it crescent cbd well because we'd like to be a cannabis company who wouldn't oh i see so you're eventually going to sell cannabis like to smoke pot. Depending on your definition of cannabis, we sort of already do. Um, we well, don't sell anything that's illegal. Right. Well, CBD. My lawyer's not here, but he wanted me to say that. CB, <laughs> CBD is cannabis. Uh, it's made from. Yeah. So I mean, the cannabis kind of encompasses the hemp plant and also what you refer to as like marijuana. So it has a lot of stuff that's really high in THC, which gets you high, and it has a lot of other uh, positive effects as well that a lot of people believe in. So you brought some. CBD with you. I did. Are I we all some... allowed to try it? Do we... Yeah, you can absolutely try it. I've had tons of CBD. I brought our our extra strength, which oh. you actually should feel something okay. from. Okay. Uh, well, we all definitely should all definitely try it. Yeah. And if we all tried it from the same dropper, would we all get coronavirus? I'll just or... hoard into your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> somebody called Felter is or is also here. Yeah. I hate saying that because it's your surname, but everybody calls you Felter. That's correct. Yeah. I feel like I ought to call you Lauren. But, but then know. nobody would know who you are. Right. I don't like my first name. You don't like it? No. Nope. Why? You look like Lauren. Uh, it's pretty basic. Uh, pretty, you know. <laughs> How many Laurens do you know? I like to think I'm one of a kind. So, uh, I mean, ever since I was in middle school, I've gone by my last name. What middle school was this? Uh, I went to Our Lady Academy in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. You grew up in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi? Yep. Yeah. Well, that must have been interesting right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How long did you stay there before you got out of there? Um, until I graduated high school, and then I went to LSU. Right. Yeah. And then you've never gone back to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Correct. You're out Except of there. I am tonight. Tonight you're going back. Why <laughs> yeah. is that? Uh, it's family dinner. Oh, really? Yeah. On a random Wednesday night? Yeah. My whole family lives there, so I'm the black sheep. Why do they make you come back on a Wednesday night? Um, Not a Friday when you could, like, get drunk and stay over. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, it's what works for them. What do they do there that they have Wednesdays off? Are they in the, they own a bar there? Uh, no. A restaurant? No, just uh, regular day jobs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what are you having for dinner? Uh, I think we're having fajitas tonight. Okay. Yeah. Who cooks? Mom or what? My brother. Your brother's the cook? Not really, so I'm 
It's going to be suspect. <laughs> well, at least you've got. He's not watching right we've now. got <laughs> drinks here, so. <laughs> yeah. So how drunk are you allowed to drive down the I-10 at? And you're. Uh, I'm just going to have one. Just have the one drink. Yeah. Okay, it should be all right. Yeah. All right, and look who else is here. I was going to call you Red, but nobody calls you Red apparently. I mean, it, it's it's an old nickname. I would definitely answer to it. Right. But. Uh, but you prefer to be called Doyle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a very common name. And Doyle Cooper. Doyle Cooper is a great name. Thank you. Why don't you call yourself Doyle? Right. <laughs> and you stick with name. Red. There you Everybody go. go, there we go. Down, Should Joe I be Doyle is, too? Well, Joe is your real name, right? I mean, not really. Not really. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it Joseph originally? Joseph. Does anyone ever call you Joseph? Like your I am mom Joseph or... Warren Garrity the Fourth, so nobody calls oh, me Joseth. Wow. Joseph Warren Garrity the Fourth. The Fourth. Wow. There were, I actually was JoJo growing up. And a lot of my good friends still call me JoJo. You guys can call okay, me JoJo so, if you okay, want. Okay, we're okay. going to go with that. All right. yeah. JoJo, Red, and Felter. Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> well, are we going to stick with Doyle? Who's, well, who's Red then? I could be Red. What are we going to call you is the question. Red. Red? I could, oh. everyone's this going around. Confusing. Confusing. I thought you were Grant. Well, I am, but, you know, everyone's got to change their name now. Okay, so Doyle, you have a jazz band called the Doyle Cooper Jazz Band. I do. Which is fortunate because that's your name. Yeah. And you're just, a jazz musician. It just musician. so happened to work like that. Yeah. Right. That's good. And you have a very fan. We're sitting outside here and it's actually hot already. Yeah. And you have like a hat with a special I'm scarf a attached to it. Because you get like sun, bad yeah. sunburn. Me, me and the sun aren't really on speaking terms. Yeah, you know, right. We, uh, we kind of butt heads here and there. It usually wins. How, are you, how do you feel about that? Is that annoying? Uh, I, you know, for somebody that really needs it, I hate putting on sunscreen. Why? Because it's going to give you I cancer. I don't like being greasy. Yeah. I don't like the smell of it. Uh, so, like, the, right. the sunscreens that really work for me are really expensive. Um, you know, like. And you're a jazz musician, so there's the. That, yeah, that kind of doesn't work there. well. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still do put on sunscreen because I have to and I don't want cancer. No, well, I think sunscreen gives you cancer. Uh, Isn't that right? Felder, do you know are some. Uh, I think the sun gives you cancer. Aha! There that's are some how it works. That'll do it I too, thought so. there was something in the chemical that in this most sunscreens is it DEET? It's called, or is that something else? Is that that's insect in, repellent? That's in uh, insect repellent. Okay, yeah. so what's in what's in sunscreen that gives you cancer? It's some kind of sea rock is unfortunately not I think, I think not literally here. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I think the so answer that's is literally nothing. <laughs> the sun. The sun will give you. <laughs> the sun. There's, okay. a, there's some UV correlation right. between wearing sunscreen and getting cancer. It's because people who wear sunscreen go in the sun. That's what it is. Yeah. That's, where the, that's where the correlation comes yeah. in. Okay, so what is the actual effectiveness of CBD for real? It just makes you awesome. But I've tried so many different yeah. CBDs and I've had absolutely no effect. It's because most CBD companies don't actually put CBD in their CBD oil. Well, that would, I don't that, want to say most, but a ton of them. Would that be know. legal to sell something as CBD? You with would be C surprised what you can sell in this country without anybody giving you any... Uh, Flack whatsoever. Really, there's no regulations. If they don't there care. is very minimal regulation. Uh, the regulation in Louisiana, for example, is some of the most stringent in the U.S. But even still, they have no actual requirement that you label your product with the amount of CBD that's in it. You can also use something called hemp seed oil, which has no real med medical effect and has been legal for decades, and it does nothing. But people market it and people take it thinking it's the same thing, and then they think that CBD is snake oil, which we are. Hoping it's not. <laughs> well, Doyle, have you tried CBD? Oh, a lot, yeah. And what effect does it have on you? Um, it definitely helps with the swelling in my knees. I've had a knee surgery. Um, Let's have a look at your knee right now. It's a laparoscopic. Um, it doesn't look points, swollen. Two so. points on that knee. What'd you um, do to your knee? That looks like a knee I that was, I want to rub some CBD on. I Let's was do it. hiking yeah. in the Swiss Alps with a sousaphone. 
uh, on my back. Okay, well, and you know what? Either, That's not a sentence I've ever heard. I was either gonna say that again. Slip. I was either gonna slip with an eight thousand dollar sousaphone on my back, or I was catching myself, and I caught myself, but my knee kind of went a little too far backwards. Uh, tore my meniscus. Oh. Had to hike down the rest of the mountain to the gondola to get down. It was it was not very fun. Okay, let's go back to the. Can you smell pot out here right now? Can you guys smell it? I smell a cigarette. I thought it's pot. It'll Th- come and Thomas, go. Thomas, is that pot? Uh, Someone's yeah. like pot. Yeah, but some of them was oh, out here it earlier. Good. Hey, It'll um, be back. <laughs> Someone okay, was so, out here earlier, huh? <laughs> well, it is the maple leaf. And it is outside of the maple leaf. Listen, so what is a sousaphone? That's the one that goes around you? Sousaphone is a marching tuba. That's the one that it's goes the one around that you your entire body. That right, over the your bell head. points forward. A tuba, right. you sit in your lap and the bell right. is pointing straight up. So the sousaphone is the round one that goes over you. Yes, you like wear a, sort of you like wear a, a sousaphone, you hold a tuba. Okay. And why were you wearing it hiking a mountain? We had a gig at this. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. Right so we, we were in Ascona, Switzerland at the festival there, and we had this gig at this restaurant that was at one of the peaks of the mountains and you could take a gondola up to like 75 percent up then you had to walk the rest of the path to get up to the restaurant and we had finished the gig i had had a few drinks and coming down and it was not the not the greatest of times so you were climbing down a mountain i was we were leaving the gig all fed fat and happy and who booked the gig um I'm still, I still don't know. The band was sent there, and how does that work? How do you? Who books the gig that you we, have to walk down a mountain with a sousaphone? I mean, that sounds like well, you need better well, management. Well, the drummers had their drums too, so there was a bass drum and everything. So I, I didn't you feel think very that, doesn't, that doesn't help the story. That makes it worse. I, I, did, right. I didn't feel very alone, but you know. Don't you think you need better management at this? This band is this your own band? The door? No, it's not my band. What band was, was this? It was not my band. We were playing with Soul Brass Band. Soul Brass. European tour, yeah. Okay. So you're a trumpet player? I'm a trumpet player that also plays, plays a sousaphone. Yeah. You're still playing the sousaphone? You, I do. I and do. they cost 8000 bucks. Uh, that's that's just a general price. You know, my my sousaphone's from the 19, like early 1950s, late 1940s. Um, it's a really nice little sousaphone. And if to find that in like perfect condition, operable, you, you could easily pay that much hmm um, are they insured no so i'm a musician remember <laughs> so you can't insurance would cost money <laughs> i wonder what it costs well if you have an eight thousand dollar sousaphone and you're climbing down a mountain it might be yeah it might, it might so be I, you it, need but, management or, or you just don't fall do you have a manager i do well now you how much did you pay for the surgery on your knee um luckily more than eight thousand dollars yeah i was going to say thank you thomas here. yeah how much did that cost uh, <laughs> I bet it was more. Than, I bet you had. <laughs> I bet your arthroscopic surgery cost more than eight thousand bucks. Um, not with the insurance that I had. Aha! Uh-huh, you do have insurance. medical insurance. Some good insurance. insurance. Yeah, because I mean, mine. I think I have to pay like eight thousand dollars before they pay anything. What do you have, Joe, in the way of health insurance? Uh, I have a plan that became legal only after Obamacare was gutted, and it's very minimal. But it, right. because I don't have pre-existing conditions, it's also very cheap. Oh, okay. So. But you find that when you come when you come to use it, though, you find that you have to pay the first X thousand dollars. It's really an emergency plan for the most right, part. I, right, think, yeah. I think it cost me five thousand if I were to die or strain my ankle either way. Right. So, so Felder, you're a person who goes around the country. You're a professional speaker. Yes. This is one of the best bios I've ever read in my life, by the way. Oh, thank you. Liz, you're like the perfect guest of all time. 
Thanks. Listen to this first sentence, you guys. Known by her last name since middle school. Oh, I could have just known that by reading that. Mm-hmm. Felder is best known for her positive and authentic perspective on, check this out. These are the subjects we're going to be discussing. Unhappiness. Healing. And shame. How'd you come up with those three? Unhappiness. You're an expert on unhappiness. Healing. I wish Andrew Duhon was here. What are you, Irish? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Andrew was here? It's so sad. Andrew Duhon is my co-host who's on the road on the Is moment. he very unhappy? He's always going on about how he has debilitating self-doubt. Oh, yeah. I, I think everybody does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, Do they? Everybody has debilitating self-doubt, and that includes you. Yes. Yeah, really? Definitely. And what are you feeling about yourself right now that you're so doubtful about? You uh, coming, what do you, how do you think you're coming across? I'm a little sweaty right now. So. I told you to take your jacket off. I know, it's too hot out here. Ensemble. You're looking to look fine without <laughs> it. What's, what have you got underneath it? It's just a, t- a regular top? Yeah, but you know, I just. You, I'm good. You want to go with the look? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you don't care that you're uncomfortable? Yeah, I just said a little sweaty. Are you unhappy being uncomfortable? Uh, I mean,. I think that people don't challenge themselves enough to be happier. I think that they get very content with just, you know, whatever's happening. They they do the shuds of life and then they wake up and they're 55 and it's like, oh, it all passed me by. Wow. That is depressing. <laughs> but I'm hoping but, that people won't live that way. So you go around inspiring people. Mm-hmm. So I talk to a lot of young people. It says here you work exclusively, exclusively with young adults, professionals, and parents to challenge convention and inspire growth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who pays you to do that? Um, different groups that I talk to. Could I get that gig? Yeah. Well, how do you do it? How do you get on the circuit? Um, it's a lot of hustling, a lot of cold emailing and outreach, and I have to grow my presence on Instagram and all of that. But I'm also affected by coronavirus because Are you? I was supposed to go to Vanderbilt in two weeks and it got canceled. Jesus Christ, why did they cancel that? Uh, they, can- they canceled all non-essential student activities, so I guess I'm non-essential. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, so you, what were you going to do at Vanderbilt? That's like an Ivy League school, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, ish. So I, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, is I mean, it? I, get, I, I, don't think I it is technically. <laughs> I worked in higher ed, so it's not technically oh, an okay. Ivy League, so but what, you know, it's a great school. The, what is it? What are the Ivy League schools? Are there only like a few of them? There's uh, Harvard, Princeton, Stanford. Right, like Brown. Yale, Brown, Brown. Yale. Stanford Penn. is not Ivy League. Yeah, Stanford is not Ivy League. No. Stanford is not. Yeah. UPenn is. Yeah, Penn. Oh, okay. And then, Come um, on, Grant, get it together. So I wouldn't have the faintest idea. That's why I thought Vanderbilt was because I'd heard of it. No, I mean, it's a great school. What, 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 what constitutes Ivy League? Um, it's like expensive. a small, it's like a small league, kind of like the SEC or the <laughs> ACC. I'm not even joking. Like, how, it's, how do you it's get into like it? It's like a small league of schools. I don't think of you can just join eight them. schools. But they're self-appointed. Yeah, you can't like join the Ivy League. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're not you can't. Not <laughs> right. They're not membership. We couldn't start an Ivy League school ourselves. <laughs> no. yeah, you can call it the Maple Leaf Ivy League school. Although so. there are the little Ivies, though. There are. Yeah. So those are like smaller elite liberal arts schools that. Are okay. you know like Brandeis, yeah. that kind of place? Okay, so you were going to go to Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt to yeah. talk, and what were you going to discuss with the Vanderbilt students? Um, so they have an organization called Women in Business. So it's young women, um, freshmen, sophomore college students who are studying business. They get paired with a mentor in the community. They do monthly workshops, and so I was going to talk to them about um, professionalism and kind of what I talk to young professionals about is 
it's this tagline of get your shit together and don't take any shit. And so basically get your shit together and don't take any shit. You get right. two shits in there. Right. Exactly. Excellent. So okay. I'm glad that I could curse. Is that on your business card? It's not. Um, TM. It's a good tagline. Um, <laughs> and so basically, you know, a lot of young people, they, it's two different types of shit though, right? Right. Exactly. So they That's either, the they either don't have their shit together or if they do, they're, taking shit because they're not standing up for themselves. They're not, you know, advocating for their best interests. So it's kind of how to do both. Okay. So why does shit have two different meanings like that? Because you did discuss that in your, no, but I did want to be an English teacher when I was growing up. So, well, that um, would be a good question. Well, how does shit get to have such a sort of interesting, completely distinct meanings? Like mm -hmm. that? Where does get your shit together come from? I wonder. I don't know. Laziness? I could Google it. I think it's just laziness. People not right. knowing enough words to communicate right. properly, so using one to use all right. to mean all the words. I wonder how, but why it's good, shit? It's good which shit, is, really. Yeah. That's another one. It's strange that the word yeah. shit should be used so liberally for all these different meanings when you think what it is, is it's not the most attractive thing in the world. Everybody loves Strictly. shit, though. Strictly. Everybody loves shit. Yeah. What kind? That depends. It depends. Depending on what you mean by shit, I guess. Depends what you're into, yeah, really. So many different meanings, it, it actually works in that phrasing. Is the, is the original you. meaning of the word shit uh, feces? I could Google it. Well, could you? C-Rock and Willie would be able to tell us that, but he's gone to Los Angeles to, uh, to tr like, because he likes to travel on planes when there's an international <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. He's going to correct corona. Contract. Corona. He's going to contract it. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, okay, so what are you looking up, it's, Lauren? I mean, okay, Felter, it's likely sorry. Likely derived from Old English. Uh, shite. Shite, of course. We should yeah. have known. Comes from dung and diarrhea. So, really? Yeah, I think it has to do with it's feces. Comes that, from dung and diarrhea. Bad How did, shit. Bad yeah. shit. <laughs> what amazing shit. <laughs> yeah. How does the word shit get to be oh, derived shit. from dung and diarrhea? Well, we don't know the answer to that question anyway. No, it didn't, so, it didn't say that in Wikipedia. So you're a professional, inspirational speaker. Yeah. Like, um, what's his name? What's the most famous guy I'm thinking of? That really Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. Would you liken yourself to Tony Robbins? Oof. Other than that, you're a lot shorter. Um, yeah, maybe not him. Who would you liken yourself to then? Um, Who's short? I mean, like I said, I'm one of a kind, so I don't want to no be. One. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be like me. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, so but you're in the same business as Tony Robbins. You're going around um, standing in front of a group of people, inspiring them to audience. do better. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. curious, have you ever had like a disastrous speaking engagement where something just ruined you? Uh, you're not, su you're not <laughs> oh, supposed yes. to say yes okay, to that. Okay. Yes. Yes, Please I say did. yes. I, I'd uh, like to know. One time a woman brought in um, a... Boa constrictor. A dog. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the word? Service dog? Service animal, yes. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that the dog was in there. And the door opened, it startled the dog, and all of a sudden, like a bark came out, and I just scream. I, I fright very easily, so I just like ah, like from the front of the stage, and then got really frazzled and completely lost my train of thought, and like real, it took me a little bit to reset. So that's pretty good. Yeah. What was the woman's problem with the dog? Was it an emotional support animal? Uh, I did not feel those. Never found. Didn't to want to find out. You're not supposed to ask about that if people Let me have see some paperwork mess. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you're not allowed to ask someone if they have a service animal or an emotional yeah. support animal. You're allowed to ask them what it's for. Are you? Yeah. I thought there you, are a couple I thought specific you questions you can like, ask. Okay. So you um, have a store, right? You have these retail outlets. Yeah, that sell. I have retail stores too. They sell CBD and vape. 
Right. So what are they called? Is it Crescent, Crescent City, City Vape, Vape? And then simply CBD is right. the brand that we sell CBD under. Okay, so when are we going to try the CBD? You can try it right Let's now. Let's try it. You, are you up for trying well, it? Well, can I ask a really dumb question? How dumb? Will it get you high? What do you do with it? Like, do you... Have you never had it? it? No. Okay, I, so Doyle I'm and not, I have both tried... I'm a square. <laughs> it's, it's really it's, simple. You just take it and you drop it under your tongue and you hold it there for 30 seconds as long as you feel like it. And if you have pain It's just or... like taking acid. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever taken acid? Uh, no. No? Uh, what I about smoke pot? I did. The last time I did, I was 19, and I had an anxiety attack. Yeah, that's I'm child. a little uptight. So. You're so not this supposed is, to have anxiety at 19. Modern, yeah. modern <laughs> weed, it sounds really weird, but it pretty much doesn't have CBD in it anymore. And CBD is like the calming effect in cannabis. So modern weed has is has been emphasizing THC content for okay. a really long time. So we've bred the um, we've bred the CBD out of weed. Yeah. It's weird. Older folks and you know I do my research in other markets, they're asking for weaker pot in a lot of cases. They don't want to take one hit and not be able to walk straight for yeah. the next three hours. That's they want to where be able to take, they want to smoke a joint with their friends yeah. and have a conversation right. without losing their minds. Right. That's and, exactly uh, where I am. With all the pot you smoke now, it's like one hit. <laughs> it, the no good thing, deal anymore. That sounds yeah. like a good problem to have. You think so, but no, sometimes you don't want to get blown, you, know, you don't want to get blazed yeah. off your mind. You just want to have a nice time. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's the you don't want to have to leave your your friend's wedding because right. you smoked <laughs> a joint. You have a panic wine. attack. Yeah. The thing with with alcohol is you can have a couple of sips of alcohol. You can have enough drink to be sort of take the edge off things, but with this strong pot, you're either straight or high as hell. Yeah. And there's. There used to and be like an in-between. It's one of the problems with a lot of the way that they're legalizing in a number of states, including Louisiana, is that you can only consume it. So it takes a very long time for weed to, for THC to oh, you mean really to affect edible. you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's actually a tincture that they sell right. in uh, pharmacies down here. So they're making everyone do tinctures and people are using a little bit and not feeling anything and then taking a bunch more right. before it's had the full chance to yes. it's the story it's where you get these stories where police officers ate a you know a weed an entire tray full of brownies and then had to call the police being like I'm too high well, well, I'm, I'm dying wait, we've all happened? done that there are a bunch of stories there, like this that have happened there's a video of a 911 uh, responder getting a call from somebody saying I'm dying I'm dying I've eaten a brownie and it turns out they eat like a whole pan of brownies <laughs> and they got too high and started freaking out. But frankly, I, who I hasn't think, done and that? And it's a police I officer. Think, <laughs> I think, though, more so, it is more about your tolerance. Because if, yes, if you are a non frequent smoker and you smoke a joint with somebody, yeah, you're going to get too high. It's just like somebody that doesn't drink going right. and pounding two shots and then saying, wow, I'm drunk. This is this is new. Like, come on. It's yeah. but, but what Joe's talking is about is the edibles. You don't notice until an hour and, later. Yeah. Well, that's the edibles. That's why they yeah. affected you. Well, the so edibles you take five are the more thinking I'm you yeah. know I'm so yeah. strong uh -huh. I don't have these problems and then all of a sudden it. they're tripping. Well, have you know. spent some time in Colorado where they sell a lot of edibles and stuff? Uh, or California? Yeah, I've been out there a few times. So I I don't know anything about this, but I just I haven't been there since this is legal. But they say that like at the ballpark, you can you can't smoke. You're not outside. supposed to smoke in public. I mean, but you can have, buy these edibles, which is 10 times stronger. But people stronger. have these pens. You've seen them, perhaps. They're vape low battery. Pen yeah, vape pen type yeah. things. And you take, I thought it was a USB drive the first time I saw one. That was, well, that was probably <laughs> a, an electronic cigarette. They have the little round ones that you can smoke pretty much anywhere. Okay. And people do. They, I've seen people smoking them on airplanes. And really? no issues whatsoever. I've seen people smoking them in restaurants sitting at their table. And yeah. 
you can walk right by the police station with them. They're not going to say a word. They look like CBD. They look like uh, legal electronic cigarette products. Right. But they are, in fact, getting everyone high all over the place. But far more potent too. That's what we used to call a vaporizer. Yeah, so day. we still have those. This uses more like of a, of a liquid or a distillate, um, so which is an extract from. And where would I buy that? Uh, your friendly neighborhood drug dealer at this point, right? Or in Colorado. <laughs> so if I had it in Colorado, that's legal, obviously. But what I was noticing that I heard them talk about this: people say they sell edibles at the ballpark. So people are taking these gummy bears, which if you've ever done. You know, eating pot brownies, whatever, it's way stronger than smoking pot. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like watching baseball all fucked up as hell, I assume. And that's how baseball was invented. (laughs) It's pretty boring. Baseball? Yeah. Not after you've had like 14 gummy bears. (laughs) Yeah, but this, but pot makes you, if you eat pot, it makes you much more out of it than drinking a couple of beers at the ballgame. It just depends how much pot you eat. Yeah. If you eat one that's milligram that's of my whole pot, point you're is not going to feel much. You if buy you eat 100, you're probably going to be... Right. But people eat gummy bears. <laughs> Nobody eats a gummy bear. Um, you buy a bag of gummy bears and you eat, you know, two, three, or four of them. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem with yeah, consuming pot. That's what I'm that talking it's, about. It's very difficult to okay, eat. Okay, so now we're going to try this. Felger, this trial. is your... F- it's trial and error try with, with your... How long will this take to wear off? Because Felger has to drive home to her mom. You won't feel anything. Unless you have pain, you have anxiety. You won't feel anything at all anyway, because it's just I don't really even take Tylenol, so I think I'll pass. You don't take Tylenol? I mean... I actually don't take Tylenol either. What do you take? CBD. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is an alternative. Do you find it as My marketing team will kill me if I don't say that. Do so. you <laughs> find that this will actually cure pain? Um, like a headache? Yeah. Actually, I use it for hangovers, truly. Are you serious? Yeah, no joke. That is the one thing that I consistently use that for. Wow. I wake up and I'm like, I have drank too much again. It is a terrible Tuesday morning. And I... Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can start consuming CBD. I thought the drinking joke would fly on this hangover show, but I guess not. Well, I'm sorry, well, on the uh, well, no, happy that, hour show. Well, that was a joke. I don't think anyone thought you were joking. Nah, I wasn't, I wasn't really. Well, so are you saying that this <laughs> doesn't really cure? Here, this no, does not does. cure no, hangover. No, it does. It does. I All was right. joking about being hungover on a Tuesday morning. Oh, okay. Usually. Oh, that I thought that was serious. Okay. Usually. Okay. So, Felt, are you too scared to try this in case you get more like weirded out? I don't know that scared is the word. Okay. I think. Fear is not it. No well, interest. No offense. No, of course no not. I, interest. Guess, I, I really don't use it, to be quite honest, very often myself, but people who have... You don't use CBD very often in your profession. Honestly, most of the reason we recommend this stuff is because we've given it to so many people, and they've told us it is no joke, life-changing. And I don't feel that way about it, personally, because I don't need to have my life changed, because I don't have a ton of pain or, or like hard no, anxiety. No, but you like to change your, would you like it, to change your life? Felter, come on, wouldn't you? Listen, we, I'm you know, pretty would you good. like to be you know taller? Bobby Hebert, right? That's, we have billboards <laughs> yeah. of him saying, it changed my life. That's like literally his, his tagline really? for our product. The Cajun can. It might be because we gave him a bunch of money, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, how will it change your life? Uh, if you have you know, bad pain or you know, crippling well, anxiety. He was, a, or he, he was, a, um, he was an player. NFL football player, yeah. and they are often in yeah, no, extreme he, pain. I, I'm kidding. I mean, he actually does have and then ang- Felder, issues with Felder that. has debilitating self-doubt. Mm-hmm. As, Constantly. As we all do. I, I don't believe that. Do you have debilitating self-doubt, Doyle? Uh... I wouldn't say it's debilitating because I, you know, I've, I've learned to fight through it because, you know, getting on stage in front of thousands of people at times can be pretty scary, but you just, you have to learn how to deal with it. And, uh, but there's definitely self-doubt. There's absolutely what do you 100% mean, of the what time. What do you mean by debilitating? It's debilitating. It can't I, be debil- I think debilitating is when self-doubt stops you from doing something. Right. Um, or keeps you from even trying it in the first place. I think a certain amount of self-doubt is healthy because 
if you're too sure of yourself, sometimes you'll you'll you know skip over steps or you know not give it the proper attention or attitude that you need to it. Um, and self doubt kind of makes you question yourself to a certain extent, and you know make sure that you're doing it properly. At least in my it experience, you. as a yeah. human, you can't have no self doubt or no anxiety. You have to have some. I've, I've, I definitely feel that. Grant, I think you're the only person I've ever met in my entire life who didn't openly admit to feeling crushing self-doubt at all the time. I never ha- that I didn't. Asher, crushing you- is the key word. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel crushing yeah, well, self-doubt, exactly. but like, I feel, of course, occasionally you're like, this idea going to work. It's good to second-guess well, no, yourself. That's different. <laughs> doubting an idea or doubting an artistic you know, ability. Am I good enough to play this song or should I, you know? But, but to walk around with self-doubt about your own existence and your own worth on Earth that seems to me to be an order quite different that I don't believe most people are walking around with, except Andrew swears they are, and now you say they are, and you're a professional. I think, I mean, I think it manifests in, like, self-consciousness and security. Like, I don't think that anyone wakes up every day and they're like, I can do whatever I want, I can wear whatever I want. I mean, why do you put on the clothes that you do? Why do you have the job that you do? It's because you're worried about all these other things that people think about you and i think that's ultimately that's why you do that you, you don't you don't really mean that though because you're not doing the job you're doing because you're worried about what i think about you surely not anymore you were originally yeah what did you do before you became an inspirational um, speaker so i uh worked at lsu i was um i did marketing for a while in the admissions office and then i was over our technical systems um for admissions really mm-hmm. so you were like a big deal I mean, I guess. <laughs> you, are, you, were, you had a career. Yes, yeah. And you turned your back on all that. Yes. Did you do it in a sort of dramatic fashion? Um, Did you just wake up one day and think, I just can't take this anymore? Uh, no, it was like two years of, I can't take this anymore, and then ultimately, okay. And I think it's never, the quitting is never as dramatic as you think it's going to be. Right, because no one actually cares. <laughs> That's Accurate, Pretty yeah. true, right? Yeah. You think you're indispensable, yeah, and then they're like, I, oh, okay, well, when's your last day? I you a lot more money to yeah. stay. Right. <laughs> I went back to my office, I closed the door, and I cried, and I was like, well, I guess I made the right decision, but uh, that wasn't like the Michael Scott, you have no idea how, fly, how high I can fly moment that I was looking right. for. You're not going to start yeah. the Michael Scott, Michael Scott paper company? Or the, uh, That's what I refer Dunder to. Dunder Mifflin. That's what I refer to my business as right. sometimes, because my friends were like, what do you do for money? And I'm like, oh, you know, Michael Scott paper company. Like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> but somebody who quits their job to do something else is kind of okay. I mean, that's that's a brave thing to do, actually. Yeah. But to quit your job with nothing to do and then decide to go out and inspire other people. Well, I had some things lined up. I have a part-time job that kind of keeps me afloat. Okay. Yeah. But still, you must have a lot of confidence to do what you do. So that's why I'm trying to get at that you really are not debilitated I mean, I by self-doubt. Mark. Yeah, like I am confident, but there are definitely a lot of times that, I mean, like yesterday when my gig got canceled and just things didn't seem to be going my way and I was really upset and then I, I was in Atlanta so I flew back and so on the plane I was just, you know, took that time to think Crying. about and I was like, well, you know, everybody's going to be really bored because they're going to be quarantined for coronavirus so I'm just going to put out a ton of content and then hopefully, you yes. know, get my exposure while okay. everybody's just... Do you just, do a lot of, like, online inspirational speaking? Uh, no, because you don't want to, like, give away the farm. Um, yeah, right. You know, you, you, you want them to yourself, come. Like, yeah, so, like, Instagram and I'm starting to get a lot of really good traction on LinkedIn, so um, ah. yeah. Well, that's because you're a, are you a, but you're not an inspirational person for people in business necessarily, right? Uh, like no, Tony, but they're the ones that book me. 
they so can, I have to gain their right. their trust and their credibility. Um, but I do a lot of blogging, so. Um, okay, so on, what like, are you going to do now that people are going to be trapped at home? Because that, is is this really going to happen, in your opinion? Um, in my opinion, I think that, like, the whole country is going to shut down for two weeks, and then we're going to realize nobody's making any money, and we're all <laughs> depressed, and then. It's going to be like, okay, go back to work, do something. Okay, that's a crazy know. sentence right there. The whole country is going to be shut down for two weeks. I mean, do you like, really believe that? in a sense. That? Like, I think, you know, somebody does it, and then they're like, well, you know, this school system closed, and so now we have to close, that's, and it's just a snowball. Well, well that is what's happening. Elsewhere. That's that, how you that is what's happening. There's a public health Tell crisis. Tell people to stay away from each other, from, right. away from large gatherings, right. give it a few weeks. So what should we do? <laughs> should we continue to do happy hour? The Loyola what? just moved to online classes. So did uh, UNO. Tulane, yeah. Tulane said they're sending it home soon. So there's a big opportunity for you here, Lauren. Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, Felter, sorry. I see I crossed the word Lauren out here. I know. Um, There's a big opportunity, I think, here. Yeah. We started a Facebook page called Trapped at Home. You could join that. Mm -hmm. It's a quarantine community. You could be like a public speaker on our Trapped at Home quarantine community page. I think it's going to be great for the introverts of the world. Musicians are going to kill it. Not too yeah. good for you. See, you the should problem just Facebook is, is Live all there's, your gigs. There's a, lot, there's a lot of corporate gigs that are getting canceled because, mm-hmm. like, the conventions that are coming in are being canceled. Um, I don't know if the club gigs are going to get messed up necessarily. Obviously, crowds are going to start to diminish a little bit when people are not flying into New Orleans and coming out to Bourbon Street. And, right. Um, but the, in general, there's actually a, a, f- a friend of mine's European, his entire European tour got canceled um, out of fright of, um, you know, getting corona. And, um, Are they canceling it because they don't want to get the band infected with the disease? Or they there's no one's festivals go. that they're going to play at that have gotten canceled. Right. You know, there's a festival in Italy. I didn't sign up for it this year, but the last three years... I've been over in Europe uh, for a European tour, and we end in in Italy most of the time, and uh, at Ravenna Beach, and they're all in self quarantine. They're they're asking for non essential things. If you don't need to go to the grocery store to get food to to not starve, stay in your home, basically. Right. So, is there an opportunity for you to entertain people in their homes? Like, have you got a trumpet here somewhere? I do. I could I do. get it out right now. You could, because we have like. Three people listen to this podcast. Five. Andrew Duhon's mom listens to it, so she might not listen to this. I was going to be very disappointed if I came to the Maple Leaf and didn't hear some music. So, so here you this go. is fantastic. So look, how much is this trumpet worth before we make you climb <laughs> up a hill? Uh, this one I got for free. I won a trumpet competition. Free trumpet. Okay. Um, <laughs> how however, do you if you were to buy it, it's roughly like three thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, okay. 30. Man, nice. And how did you learn to play this? Um, I wanted to play the drums as a kid, um, but my, my uh, babysitter for a number of years had a trumpet. Um, we had an uh, old busted up clarinet and a saxophone and stuff at, uh, at home, uh, but if I couldn't play the drums, I was definitely not going to play the clarinet. <laughs> as a little boy, you think, I'm not playing the clarinet. Maybe know, the flute so. would be good for you. Well, well, I see. I made the jokes a long, a long time ago when I see all the drummers and the tuba players carrying. I was like, "Don't you wish you played flute?" And then I started playing sousaphone, <laughs> and somebody made that joke to me, and I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> "So where did you grow up?" 
I grew up here in New Orleans. In New Orleans. So when you say my babysitter has a trumpet, my babysitter had a trumpet. She, she just had a trumpet at her house that I guess she played when so she was in the ba- high school. I thought the babysitter would come to your house. You went to the babysitter's house. Well, this my parents liked to party, and so they would drop me <laughs> off for the day. And Well, they and, go and get fucked up. and then They're partying yeah. during the day? Or partying well, like they would party... <laughs> Starting at During the day, day no. they is fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> they frequent the Maple Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do now, your parents? Are they dead or no? They're, they managed to survive <laughs> this lifestyle. They my, my mom. Conversation. <laughs> so, so, dead or are still alive? So they, so they survived but, the lifetime of party. Royalty you know. of moms and uh, I don't know if anybody's been to the mom's, mom's ball. ball. Yeah, eleven years in a row, man. Yeah, man. My my dad was king of last year. And uh, my <laughs> These mom people was like queen the of uh, yeah, I think, 2016. No, that is no joke. He said that, they like to party. Yeah. If you're the king of moms at any point in your yeah. life, you like to party. That's hardcore. <laughs> the rest of us are just catching um, up. So there's a lot of acid at moms, at the mom's ball, right? Are they like acid swallowing? Sounds like people? you've been to the mom's ball. Yeah, I know. Right, right. When I first uh, came here, you, I didn't know what it was. Whatever you choose to do, you can find there. Right. So what do your parents do? Are they in the music business as well? Um, my dad used to play music um, until he went into woodworking and chopped off a little bit of his finger. Mm. Oh. Um, but he was making far more money doing old 18th century restoration and woodworking. Didn't and stop Dr. John. No. Um, but Dr. John could use his finger. He was a guitar player mm. more so, and that was his fretboard Finger. It did stop Dr. John playing uh, the guitar, actually. I played a gig with Dr. John uh, a few years before he passed, and he got up and played a single song on guitar, and it was possibly the greatest thing ever. Wow. Because <laughs> I never thought I would see him play guitar, let alone being on stage with me playing yeah, cool guitar. Was that? Yeah, I was. Where I was, was the gig? Blown away. We were in Covington, <laughs> Louisiana, of all places. Wow. He lived, <laughs> didn't he live over there? I mean, maybe, but. It, it was it was a weird it was a fundraiser, um, and it, it was it was the weirdest gig. They said, "Dude, you're gonna play with Dr. John," and I was just like, "Oh, okay, all right, yeah, okay, y'all." I've gotten so many gig opportunities where they're like, "We got this big name person coming in," and they never show up. And but lo and behold, Dr. John walked in, took the guitar player from the guitar player's hand, wanted to play it. And was Okay. Oh, Guitar cool. players is right. like, here. <laughs> here, take it, take it quick. Wow. That's cool. So you learned to play the trumpet because you had a babysitter. Well, basically because your parents were big parties and they dumped you off at the babysitter's <laughs> place with the trumpet. <laughs> it was, it was so it all sort of worked out, really. Well, also my dad was working. He actually started the boat show um, here in New Orleans with a few other people. and He started the uh, boat show? He, like the wooden boat. Yeah. Um, the Wooden Boat Festival the over Wooden on Boat Festival over on the Medicineville. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and it's an my interesting mom guys. was a nurse. So <laughs> okay. Uh, so on top of that, now can, she can doesn't. Can your dad and I be friends? Yeah, he's. I'm sure. Yeah, I like I'm sure all the things he's him. saying. Festivals, yeah. music, I'm, mom's ball, sure dropping you your kids off him. and not caring about. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen a guy in tie dye overalls and tie dye with long hair and a beard, tie dye Roger. Uh, he hangs out with Roger Dodger okay. all the time. All right. All right. You know a guy named Tie Dye like Roger? <laughs> Wait, you don't know okay. Tie Dye Roger? You don't know Roger Dodger? You must not live in New Orleans, sir. That's Come on, great. man. <laughs> or you must not party like some of You must not come to the Maple Leaf. Yeah, right. <laughs> he lives like a block over. <laughs> so, what's your dad's name? Joe. Joe. I'm he's Joe. Joe. This is come he, on. He is just Small Joe, though. Right. On his birth certificate. I'm Joe Joe, so I won't get confused. It's just Joe. Perfect. 
Yeah. So he wasn't just called Joe? Joseph. It was, no. He was There's no last Chris- name? I mean, there is <laughs> He's just Joe. But it's, he's not Joseph. He's just Joe. Oh, okay. Joe Cooper. I've never Joe met Cooper. a Joe. I got a good name store if you want to hear one. Yeah. One of my buddies, I uh, just started working with a realtor of mine. He has a friend who's been named Patrick for his entire life. And he's, I think when he was 19 or 20 or 21, he went, he applied to dental school or something like that. And the person taking his application was like, Partick. He goes, no, it's Patrick. She goes, no, Partick. And she's like, they're like nope, it's, it's Patrick. <laughs> and she shows him his birth certificate that he had to provide and his social security card. And it all says Partick on it. It's a typo? P-A-R-T-I-C-K. So it's like a typo. It's a typo, but it, it's existed his entire life and no one's noticed until he was 20-something years old. So now he just goes by Partick. Wow. He thought his name was Patrick. It's not. His just, parents were like, you were the third child. They weren't paying attention. We weren't, they weren't paying attention. We didn't care. <laughs> that's actually what they said. Is this? Do you think that's true? This is like one of the <laughs> urban is, myths. I met him. I met him. It is have you seen the Partick? I have document? seen it. It okay. is true. Wow. Okay. Did he not notice when you got his driver's license? Everyone just, it's one of those things you see, and I guess no one you, ever. It's like red dress, blue dress, or whatever that thing was. Or misread. Quick glance, you don't really. It, all the letters are there. Your brain automatically just says. Oh, when he it must told be me the story, I didn't believe it. I and am I met, reassured. And then I met Partick, and yeah. he was like, "It's true." Here's. It's reassuring that a dentist found it. Yeah. Because he wanted someone who's a dental person to have some sort of eye for detail. Yeah. I'm sorry, we. He's actually going tooth. to be a dentist. So it was the people he's, that were he, going to license him. So he's, yeah, so he's on the way to dental. He's yeah. at dental school I now. I think he's Do- at dental school now. Dr. Yeah. Partick. Dr. Partick. That's a pretty good story. Okay, so when you got this trumpet from the babysitter, <laughs> so I've never really asked anyone this question before, but I mean, it seems to me a very difficult instrument to play because I've only got these three valves here. So how the it's, hell do you start out getting a sound out of it? Uh, Can you teach Joe you, how to play a note? You sound terrible when you first start out. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't know, because the, the, the whole corona thing. Oh, you, you know, don't that, want someone touching not... you. No. Good point. Oh, I do have. We could. Ha- we could. St- you have a backup trumpet? <laughs> oh, you got I a backup mouthpiece. Maybe a kazoo. We could put it in. Lots. We've got vodka here by the mile. We could. What is this thing? It's an extra mouthpiece. It looks like a. It's, it's actually a cool little mouthpiece. It's a plastic. It's like well, a kazoo it's actually, type. It's, it's a hard rubber, what they make the sax mouthpieces out of, with a uh, metal shank on it. But huh. so basically, you make a like you're humming the word M, or the letter M. You pull the corners back, and then you blow through while. You ready? Are you gonna try this, Felder? <laughs> Sure. Like Come I, on. I feel like I tried this in middle school and it didn't work. Felder's going to do it. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm putting my mouth yeah, on you're that? Yeah, you're going to... No. <laughs> she, she's ready See? to watch someone try this. There you go. So, you want me to try? Sure. So, Felder, you, like you don't want to try years. the CBD or the trumpet. Correct. And you don't you don't think that's fair. Thank you there, yeah. That's you think that's not... Debilitating ring finger self-doubt. in the ring. <laughs> what ring. do you think is going to happen to you? Uh, embarrass myself Bam. in front of all five Bam. listeners. That isn't, yeah, that, well, there's a sure. maximum sure. of five. I, I got my normal mouthpiece. That's on a good day. And I pull Just the outsides back. Whoa. <laughs> you did it. Right? Yeah, you, you got, got no something doubt. out of it. That's You're not welcome. Ba- How's that for a first lesson? I'll be here later. <laughs> yeah. I'll be here later playing. You'll be, you'll be playing at the Maple Leaf later? Yeah, I'm pretty good. So I actually play drums a little bit. Okay. Poorly. We could hit the table. Okay, Poorly. so let's. What are you going to play for us? It's, I know you can't play an entire song here. But. Um. 
but a, I'll, I'll just I'll just play the good, cadenza. To... What's a good coronavirus type? St. <laughs> James Infirmary. Da, 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 oh, you must know that. You must know St. James Infirmary. Corona. Do you think they Corona? Uh, I'll I'll play the uh, one of the more famous Louis Armstrong quotes um, from West End Blues. And I got them muted in, so it's not terribly loud. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay. How long did it take you to learn that? Um, I think that, I learned, that looks hard to play. It's not easy. Uh, but I, I started learning it with the help of a friend at like 14, 15 or right. so. Were you able to just like play it a little bit when you started? So when, the funny story, when I Were you as bad first, as me? Well, when my, <laughs> I was really young, I was probably like... I want to say seven or eight, when my uh, my landlady was wanting to take a nap because her allergy medicine made her sleepy. You had a landlady at seven. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> Hang not, on. Not a a la- uh, my uh, my babysitter, not landlady. Back to the babysitter. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> babysitter, all right. Was babysitter was Same sleepy. Babysitter. I don't think it was allergy medicine. I was thinking it was like now thinking about it, you know. Knowing the smell and everything of, uh, of the babysitter pot. was high. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> probably. Your parents were out partying and they dumped you off with the babysitter. Who uh, was but also, you know, if, <laughs> she, she could have been drunk. She could have been messed up on something else. If you're so. gonna play Legos, you might as well exactly. Be high. But yeah. she <laughs> said, "Here, kid, play with this." And she hands me the trumpet. And this is during jazz fest. Is she a musician? So this person? She no, 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 no. Okay. Um, so she lives, or she lived. Right, her like her backyard is attached to the fairgrounds fence, so there's people walking, hundreds and hundreds of people walking by, and I'm out there, I don't know how to play the trumpet, so I just go, and I'm doing it in the rhythm of like second line, and when the Saints go marching in, and all these people passing by said, "Ooh, what a cute kid!" and they throw enough, and I made enough money to take me and my mom. Two Jazz Fest, both tickets, paid for two lemonades and two crawfish breads. <laughs> and we went and sat Excellent. down, and, and that was the start of the trumpet. I was, I was hooked. It was great. Wow, what a great story. <laughs> you do know, of course, that if you have a house with a, a fence that's on the edge of Jazz you can just get over the fence. The, rather than having to learn just, to play the trumpet. Do people still tell you how cute you are when they give you money? Um... <laughs> There are a few uh, people that are under the influence of alcohol that are like, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, God, you're drunk. <laughs> okay, so how's your knee doing? Is it, is it not painful anymore? Because we, uh, we haven't tried any CBD yet. My, actually, my other knee is hurting more so than the surgically repaired one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Why do you put I've, that down I've been, I've been playing a whole lot of disc golf lately and walking a whole lot more. Did you say disc? Can you say col- carts for disc golf? You can. Wait, really? Uh, like not like golf carts. Oh, okay. But uh, I mean, because most of the courses are not quite as long as a ball golf. I was say, I'll, I'll go play is? golf if I can take a or you disc golf. If I can take a cart. It's um. What is disc golf? Thank you. So disc golf is golf, but with modified frisbees. People say frisbees, but frisbees are the ones that you throw back and forth and catch. 
uh, if if I were to throw one of the discs that I throw with in disc golf, it'd probably break your hand. It's like super thin. It weighs more than the bigger frisbee, so it's. It, do you throw it or do yeah. you hit it with like a stick? You throw it. Okay. It's thrown. There's a professional tour. Like the most winning player makes like half a million dollars a year playing disc golf. Like the LeBron of disc golf. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Okay, I'd never heard of disc golf in my life. You've never heard of it either, no. right? It started in like the early 70s, late 60s. But is that 70s. what Andy Bernard plays when he says, I live yes. to Frolf? Yes. Okay. Frolf, no, no. Frolf is frisbee golf. Oh, okay. But most people that are serious about it don't call it a frisbee because it's. So not Andy a Bernard wasn't. So you watch The Office serious. a lot too, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second yeah. reference. Okay. So how did you get into disc golf? Um, some older musicians that I play with that no longer... The babysat you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, these, these guys taught me how to play traditional jazz, but uh, I had heard a couple times that they had played. I went out and played it a couple times as a kid, like with friends, but never got serious into it. And, you know, nowadays it's just, it's a reason to get off the couch and go walk around. And All right. And I where, got, where I is got it a tournament where? on Saturday. Actually. Come on. Uh, have they canceled that, or is that okay? No. Because you're probably that's, far that's enough away from each other. Sort of, yeah. But it's also, uh, a lot of these guys don't, this is this is not filtered, right? No. They don't give a fuck about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these old guys are out there drinking beer, don't give a well, fuck about it. <laughs> that, won't, that won't stop them getting killed by it, though. Eh. That your attitude has not really got anything to do with the virus. I, I will have like four things of hand sanitizer with me, and I'll <laughs> but be you're like, not you get want spritz? You but you're not going to get it. But if these guys are just, are they really old? Because that's who's going mean, to get it. To a certain point, like there's a there's a division for like sixty and up, but there's only like twenty people that play in it. Most of the people are. What division are you in? Around um, since it's this is only age? my. Not no. Uh, when you get it's like, older, it's by age because your distance starts getting lower, and um, you have to throw this thing like a discus. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's organized so really similar like, to real. The to max golf. that I could probably okay. throw is like 350 feet. Jesus, that's a long way. That is that is a pretty good long way. 350 there's, feet. There's there's a course on the West Bank that actually has a couple of par fives that like 800 foot holes that are. There's an actual. Courses here. Yes, there's a and professionally. What do you course. throw it into? So like there's, a net? Yeah, it's right. a basket. It's a it's a pin with chains hanging down and a metal basket under it. So you're hitting. Wow. You want to hit the chains and drop into the basket. And there's 18 holes like golf. There's 18 holes in most courses. Some some of them have more. Okay, so how high are these people doing this? Is it like a stoner thing? There, <laughs> there is a Seems pretty like there is a pretty good correlation between. Yeah. <laughs> Disc golfing and smoking of marijuana. There is, right. There's got to be. There's there's a pretty good percentage of people, especially in a <laughs> in a laissez-faire city like New Orleans. I'm surprised I've never heard of this in that case. There's there's a there's a disc golf course in City Park that I play a lot. There's one in Lafanier over in uh, in Metairie. You know this joke? That's 24 holes, and then 24 uh, holes. Yeah. How long does it take you to get around? 24 holes will probably take you about three hours. And you're walking the whole it's like, way. It's like three miles of walking. And is this like hmm, a multi-purpose okay. facility, or is it only for City disc Park, golf? it's it's actually in one of the old, retired, like old, old, disc, uh, old, old ball golf courses. So it, it's ball nothing. Golf. 
<laughs> we, call it, we call it ball golf. Ball golf. Yeah. We call it ball golf okay. just, to, just to make it. Uh, I'm insulted. Talking, <laughs> of, talking of ball golf, I wanted to ask you a question because I've got this bio of yours here, um, Felter. It says you're inspired to join the sex positive movement. Yes. I've heard people. <laughs> I had someone come to me and talk to me about making a podcast about sex positive. Uh-huh. And I'd never heard of anything alternative to sex positive. I thought all sex was positive. Um, and when I said that to her, I've never heard from her again. So, so what is exactly sex positive compared to what the rest of us think about sex? So basically in the 90s, there was a lot of federal funding that poured into schools and just different nonprofit organizations to teach abstinence-only sex education. And so oh, that's when you saw the rise of like purity rings, purity pledges, like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and Jessica Simpson saying, you know, go I'm going to wait until marriage to have sex, like those sorts of things. That was a threesome. Um, Jessica Simpson, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Yeah, independent of all, each other. Oh, yeah, okay. they said, you know, pop stars, basically. Um, they weren't in a couple, and so the three of them. It was very shaming and it was very, you know, this is a bad thing. And so now there's a movement of people who want to teach their children like that sex is not a bad thing and that you know you shouldn't be ashamed of your body your sexuality your self-expression you know all these sorts of things so that's what you're doing now in lieu yes. of parents yeah you're telling people that um so i have not started speaking on that yet but eventually we can do it I right now if you want to speak to parents about that how to talk okay. to their kids about more than just don't do this because it's bad but like what you know healthy dating practices what the purpose of dating is healthy relationships all of that how do you know this sort of stuff? Did you go back to school and do some sort of... Um, a lot of... I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of self-education. But I have a master's in leadership and human capital development. So, like, wow. training, um, you know, organizational psychology, change management, which kind of sort of relates. Right. So, yeah. And do people ask you about what's your personal background for a sort of... Like, you know, for like credibility right. purposes. It's funny. Uh, I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, you don't have kids. Like, why do you? I mean, I think that what credibility does a parent have on something? No, I don't think you have to have kids to book, be in it. You know? No, I don't think you have to actually have your own kids. But but do people ask you what you're, you know, are you, are you married, for example? Are you single? I'm single. Right. Yeah. So are you in a relationship? I'm not. I'm, I'm single. Right. <laughs> right. Single man. Single. Oh, okay. If you're sex yeah. positive, maybe you have a relationship where you're not. You're I didn't know. Yeah. Is that by choice? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I, if I wanted to be married, I could be married. But I think it goes along with, you know, kind of like the unhappiness thing. You, I think it's easy to mean? get married. To try What's and, more difficult right. is to be married and to be happy. Right. Well, being happy itself is the goal. I mean, that's why people, one of the reasons why people want to fall in love is they think it's going to make them happy. Does it, in fact? Um, I think it depends on where you are in your life when you enter the relationship and how you handle yourself throughout the relationship. Well, as an expert on unhappiness, what is the secret to happiness? Uh, that it, happiness is not a checklist. It's not a checklist. So it's not like, if I do this, this, and this, I will be happy. It's a constant state of reassessing and reevaluating where am I in my life? What's not going well? What, what do I need to change? What do I need to make better? And that will make us happy if we're just aware. I like that. Is that what you're saying? Self-awareness is all it takes. Yeah, like self-awareness and self-assessment and then actually doing something about it. So like okay. my job isn't making me happy. This relationship isn't making me happy doing something about it. And what would you do about it 
except for getting out of it. Uh, you can go or to therapy. It, you suppose, can right. seek resources, like you know, read a book, listen to a podcast. You can communicate about it in a healthy way. Okay. Listen to me speak. Right. So <laughs> if we listen to you speak, will that make us happy, or will we just take the CBD as like a single? Um, this will make you happy drops. right here. Right. <laughs> I think we should try it. You've heard of drugs, right? Get a, get a group Come of on. people <laughs> and see if they right. listen to me speak and if they take the CBD we'll oil. We'll do like a test. Who's more likely to get okay. coronavirus? <laughs> I like this. Okay, so what are you going to do? What are you, are you, you going to do about this coronavirus? We've only got one minute. We have to get out of here. Do you have some sort of plan to deal do, with yeah. this? What's your plan? Uh, well, I'm developing a platform on the side that I can do from the safety of my home okay. um, to help people who are going through a hard time. Okay, that'd be cool. So we can, so like, we can get in touch with you by Zoom or Skype or something, and have like a session with you. Uh, no. So it's, how will it's it work? something that I will sell. Oh. Yeah, okay. but I can't tell you much more than that. Okay. Well, you, are you on it? Because we're all going to have to stay home pretty soon, apparently. When are we going to start this staying home business? Um, I don't. I work for myself, so. Right. I'm. Whatever you say. Right. <laughs> but they're already telling you you can't go to Vanderbilt. There's one cancellation. Right. Yeah, but I'm here. So, right. Well, we're all here, but I mean, are we going to have to stop doing this? Wait, you guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> Didn't you get your check? <laughs> are we going to have to stop doing happy hour? I mean, I think it would be like, so I was supposed to go to Italy in two weeks, and like the Italian government, you know, basically quarantined, like you were saying, quarantined the whole country. So I think it would be like the government would put like, you know, around hurricanes, like a curfew or something Oh, so like we that. won't be allowed to do this? I think the quarantine is mostly a voluntary... With the exception of like essential stuff, or I'm sorry, for essential stuff, right? Right. Like you have to go, you can't go to large public gatherings over a certain number of people. You can't go to work. You can't go to anywhere that's not essential. So, I'm yeah. I'm just hoping the festivals don't get shut down. There, I mean, America's so different than Europe. You can't just tell Americans not to do something. They're right. Be like, all right, we're all doing it. Well, they're going to shut down Jazz Fest for sure. That's 100. percent We're just going to go hang out in the tree, don't you think? Are you playing at Jazz uh, Fest this year? I am. I, I'm actually opening the last day at at the. Or I'm supposed to open the last day. Yeah, the, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you think that shell um, is going to want their name on a I, festival that's going right, to transmit? Like nobody, nobody wants to be like patient zero or organization I, right. zero. If, if they end up do shutting it down, I hope they do like Coachella and say, yeah, we're going to do it later on in the year. Like Coachella said but they're going to do it in October. Could you even imagine that? Like football fall, season how and real Jazz that, Fest? How would that even happen? <coughs> but how real is that? that you it's either make, 100 degrees or 95 yeah, degrees. That or, was Joe <laughs> coughing on us. Dude, that was... You've just given it all to us. We've yeah. all got coronavirus. You're all, you're all if we get it now, Take it'll the be CBD. over by Jazz Fest. Yeah. Hey, listen, Happy Hour has been brought to us today by Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Basics underneath sells fine lingerie, and Basics Swimming Gym has a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with styling by the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture, and heritage. And also, if you'd like to be a member of our Patreon family, do you know about Patreon? Are you on that? You go to patreon.com and you search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as $1, you can become a member of our Happy Hour family here at It's New Orleans. Well, listen, I don't know what we're going to do, whether we're going to keep on making Happy Hour or we're not. You could do it remote. We could do it remotely. I could do it from my house and we could all be at home. And You could have everybody. We're on mics anyway. You might as well have us sitting like 20 feet apart. I guess we could all stay. I don't know whether we're, Are they going to shut? Dude, you're not looking too good. Come on. I just watched Zombieland 2 last night, which is kind of funny, because they all start coughing and then turn into zombies. 
from Zombieland 2. Ha <laughs> ha, we're okay. all going to die. <laughs> all right. Well, Doyle Cooper, where can we find you, uh, given that we're allowed to still go out to a club? or I play every Friday night at the Bourbon O from 8 to midnight. Also, I play with another band at the same place on Thursday nights. What's that called? What's That's the name of this place? The Bourbon what? The Bourbon O Bar. Bourbon O. It's, it's uh, attached to the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. Oh, the Bourbon Orleans. Okay, right there. Oh, that's cool. That's it's, a good gig. So that's yeah, mostly it's literally tourists. right across the street from the hand grenade place. And oh, you, as, awesome. as you as you look through the window sipping your nice cocktail, you can see people getting <laughs> bourbon-faced <laughs> on shit street. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's going to come to an end because there won't be anybody... Walking down Bourbon Street. Well, I think, I think if you drink certain uh, beverages that I'm not going to promote, that uh, your immune system should be fine. Corona. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> Ironically. Joe Garrity, thank you so much for being here as well. So the name of the product is Crescent CBD. Yes. And we can buy it everywhere, online, or only at your shop? 200 stores in Louisiana. Um, if you want to 200. support my stores, you can support Simply wow. CBD. Okay. Which we have five locations around New Orleans. Simply CBD. And if you want to buy some real estate, Satsuma Realtors, we just rebranded and we are oh, ready to go. You are Satsuma Realtors? Yes. Why do you have to do all these things? Uh, wouldn't you make I enough money? I get bored from... very easily. Really? Yeah. Are I you just super, like starting things. Are you super rich? I, I have, oh, I also have a marketing company. I'm sorry. Natalia Matajana. Yes. Uh, Kita & Co. is the name of it. How do you and, spell that? Uh, K-I-T-A. Kita. Kita & Co. Yeah. It's named after my dog. She's almost 15. So she doesn't have much time left. You better hurry up. Aw. Poor thing. Yeah. What sort of dog is she? Uh, Siberian Husky. All right. Are oh, they cool dogs? Does she talk a lot? Yeah, she does. She can say who dad. <laughs> That's okay. awesome. I wish you brought that her with you. fucking awesome. I should have. She's a, actually in my a office. Talking I dog. Her yeah. She could have come here, right? Yeah. Is she we could, we could, have, could you get her a mic next time? Yeah. She right. can say who dad. If, she's, if we have a talking dog. That's all we need. Right. Who cares put about on Felder's right? Instagram and we're in business. We have and two speakers here and then, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Felder, we can find you at felderunfiltered.com. Yes. Felter Unfiltered, my website, Instagram, uh, on LinkedIn by my real name, which is Lauren Felter. We so. don't say that, Lauren. It's like, <laughs> don't say it. It's like coronavirus. It's a horrible name. It's yeah. awful. It's COVID too ordinary. Yes. I like the name Lauren, frankly, anyway. But so does my mom. <laughs> All right. Does your mom wear? Uh, we got another hour of material right here. <laughs> does your mom wear like a tie dye overalls and smoke no, a lot of weed? No, she does not now. Oh, okay. No. Just checking on that. Okay, that's happy hour for another week. It's been fun to be outside here in the courtyard at the Maple Leaf. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, everybody. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Monique Pyle is our music producer. Our music consultant is Christian Unruh. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And our Facebook Live feed director, who put this whole thing on Facebook Live, is Asher Griffith. Andrew Searock is not here today because he's um. In Los Angeles, avoiding coronavirus. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Or taking CBD, I guess. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com where you can find out there's many other happy hours that we've made before. This one you can listen to as long as, as well as other shows we make around here called uh, Maybe Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great, that's true, Doyle, you can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com, and you can find photos from this show on 
itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at LaFleurPhoto.com. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for taking the time to subscribe to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of friends about Happy Hour. The show is recorded live today at the Maple Leaf Bar on Oak Street in Uptown New Orleans, the longest-running musical venue in New Orleans for 45 years. Happy Hours a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be here back next week, I think. In the meantime, for him and everyone else around the table here at the Maple Leaf and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I will see you back here next week if we're allowed to keep making Happy Hour. For more of it, see you then. <laughs>